So, after all the amazing pizza, which was a brilliant idea by James, we made the decision to let James stay. Well, I mean, afterwards I almost felt like I was manipulated into it and perhaps it would be better for him to go home. After all, we didn't know what was going to happen tomorrow. It could be dangerous and I'd hate myself forever if anything happened to him. I was nearly falling asleep when Patat finally returned to us, surprising everyone with the friends he brought along. This is Nidak, my adventure, written down in a better way than I can tell it. Episode 62, The Miracle What on earth is that? James's voice brought Nadak out of her half-asleep state of mind. The classic drowsiness followed a fulfilling carpridge meal. She sat up straighter on the bed, which disturbed Kitty, who protested with a soft meow, but took it as a cue to saunter over to Blackie, and looked in the direction he squinted. We're not on earth. Her retort slipped out only softly, as she also narrowed her eyes to study the glowing light on the edge separating the forest and the statue's clearing. It almost looked like the soft golden glow of a sunset, except that in this case the sun appeared to come closer, and the light danced around it. Nidak smiled. Patat is back. The little devil. When we first met he told me he couldn't order them around. There are so many. So many what? Milia asked. What is this? Nidak didn't reply, but smiled. The others would discover what this was soon enough. The closer the light came, the more obvious it wasn't one source of light. Instead, there were multiple small sources, dancing and bobbing in the air. As a swarm neared the statue, it split in two and flew around it, eventually surrounding it from all sides and above. The glowing insects looked spectacular from Nedek's vantage point. She could only imagine how wonderful it must seem looking at it from the outside. The sound of all of them together made her whole body vibrate. Blackie, any burning help getting back up there? The gruff voice of Patat sounded from below. Blackie's head lifted. She had been sleeping, even while Kitty climbed on top of her head. She stretched herself out, butt in the air, with a large yawn unrolling her tongue. Confusion showed on her face at seeing the bobbing lights in the air. She huffed, waited for Kitty to jump back off her, and leapt off the statue. Blackie's powerful swipes of the wings scattered the flying insects, who were no match for the gusts of wind. It made for a spectacular pattern in the floating lights. Swirls of concentrated light followed the outline of the dragon's wings, lasting seconds after she'd passed. The orange glow reflected on her black scales, mingling with a plethora of iridescent colors. Whoa! Someone whispered. Nidak wasn't certain who, but she replied, 
I know. When Blackie returned, with Patot on his back, half of the insects had landed in the statue's trees. It looked like that would be their place to spend the night. Their lights dimmed as soon as they settled. By the time Patat slid off Blackie, Nidak wondering why he hadn't flown up himself, most of the insects had turned off their glow, hiding them into darkness. It took a while for Nidak's eyes to get used to the dark again, but luckily the main moon provided some illumination as well. This was your plan to help the cause? Nidak asked him. Burning right it was. What's flaming wrong with it? Absolutely nothing. It's perfect. Brilliant, maybe. Thank you. She grabbed him in a hug before he could do anything. It felt as if she hugged a skinny kid with a beer belly wearing a tight latex costume. She wanted to resist the urge to let go, but his awkward pat on her back proved he wasn't feeling comfortable, so she released him. Let's never do that again, she thought to herself, embarrassed at her own squeamishness. It flaming sounded as if you disapproved, kid. They can expel burning acid, so I figured they may come in handy if it comes down to fighting. I literally mean burning acid. That wasn't a curse. He trailed off as he noticed James. Who in a flaming seas is this? Can you burning stop picking up strays? Nidak snorted, both at what Patat had said and at James's face. There won't be any fighting, but the insects will certainly make the statue look even more spectacular. Wait, they can expel burning acid? What? No, never mind. Patat, this is James. James, meet Patat. James stuck out his hand, but Patat merely looked at it, lifting half of his forehead. Nidak lowered James's outstretched arm, continuing. James is one of my closest friends from Earth. Why am I even telling you this again? I mentioned him before we left. You know... He's the doctor, the one who fixed up Miralda and Ferenc. They are fine, by the way. She scrunched her face. How are you feeling? You took a good beating while in prison. You can't be completely recovered yet. What do a grounding look like? He held out his arms, gracefully hopped up and spun around in the air his translucent dragonfly-like double wings catching the moonlight. Despite the darkness, shining rainbows still sparkled all over his body. To Nadek's eyes, he appeared more healthy than she'd ever seen him, except for the haggardness on his face. He whipped his five-pointed tail a few good times for good effect and lowered himself back down. I flaming told you! My imprisonment happened at the same time of my yearly molt. It was perfect timing. 
The blank look on your face shows you still don't flaming understand. None of you figured it out yet. He looked at all four of the humans. Nedek, James, Mila, Eba. All shrugged when their human eyes met his liquid black ones. Burning fine. I'll spell it out for you. That is hardly fair. No one has seen a living Korwak in half a century. You're a myth. Melia sounded personally attacked by Patat's grumpiness. Patat grunted, but there was a slight feeling of amusement in it. Korwak's in malt heal all wounds to have. So, whatever that did to me, it all healed purely by luck of timing. I felt weak after the rescue because the burning molting itself does take some energy. So there, flaming satisfied now? Nedak tried to give the most graceful nod she could. Even though she doubted, he felt as good as he claimed. Yes, sir, go back, sir. Thank you to honor us with your words. We do feel so very grateful and pleased you could favor us with such exclusive knowledge. She burst out laughing, Eba along with her. James still had a wide-eyed, fascinated look on his face, and Melia teetered on the edge of keeping her respect for the Gorwak, or following the queen and friend to whom she'd pledged loyalty. From the moment she'd met Patat, she had shown a fascination with the creature, and had tried to get him to talk about his kind and history. How did you get the bugs to come along with you? I thought you said you didn't control them, and they're too lazy to turn on their lights. He glared at her and crossed his long arms. Or believe that is burning too much exclusive knowledge for you to know. Or I'm sleeping on the flaming bed. He jumped, flapped his wings a couple of times, and landed perfectly in the middle of the only free bed left. He closed his eyes straight away before Neda could mumble. I should have known. I totally deserved that. His breath had deepened and the silent rumble of a deep avalanche sounded. That, James said, blinking, is certainly something else. Did he just really claim the bed, even though you are the one doing all the hard work tomorrow? Nidak chuckled and patted him on the shoulder. It's fine, and yes, I told you so. The last Gorak alive may have been the strangest one of them all. Look, he's small, I'm sure I can fit myself on the bed. You may be able to as well. The rest of you will surely find another comfy spot to spend the night. I can snuggle in next to Farenk. Milia said over her shoulder as she made her way towards the bed where Farenk lay. Eba shrugged. I suppose this grass looks soft? The woman turned away from Nedak, but not before she saw the uncertainty and helplessness in her face. Nedak realized Eba, despite her tough exterior and bearing, had likely never slept outside. She'd grown up a noblewoman, and the noblewoman she was. You can take the bed. If you don't mind sharing with Patat and James. No, 
No, this is not right. You need the best sleep, too. It's fine. I have another comfy bed I can rely on. She smiled and nodded towards Blackie, holding a hand next to her mouth. She whispered, She's actually insisting I'll sleep with her tonight. Blackie huffed. Eba hesitated for a moment, looking from Nerak to Blackie and back. Well, she purred, I would not mind sleeping with you tonight either. She winked and briefly touched Nedak's cheek. The frivolity of it, in the midst of all the seriousness, urged a loud bark from Nedak. And in the spur of the moment, she clasped Eba's head between her two hands and gave her a resolute kiss on the mouth. Maybe later. She returned the wink and walked towards Blackie. As she clambered onto the dragon to get to the middle of the donut, she looked back and, amusingly, saw Eva still standing in the same spot, touching her lips. Go to bed, Eva. Good night. The next morning was spent going over the plan, although there wasn't much more to say. No one expected any trouble. The only one who wasn't so certain about the tightness of the plan, surprisingly, was James. Are you... Absolutely certain your uncle won't cause any trouble? The way you spoke about him and that order of the end, I wouldn't trust him to not have a backup plan in case he got caught. What if it's a trap? How can it be a trap? We'll be up here? Even if they know what is going to happen, which I suppose they might from that first time I met the truth companions and didn't realize Yodak was a spy among them. There is nothing they can do. Climbing this statue would be too hard, and besides, it looks like we have acid-throwing insects. Burning acid, Patat interjected. Oh, sorry, we have burning acid-throwing insects, mysteriously conjured by our dear Gowak here. I'm sure they can deter any who dare to attempt scaling this statue. And my uncle? Told you. He is safely locked up at Riata's place. He shouldn't be a bother. Shouldn't, you say, mistress. But how well can you trust her? Milia guided Nadek's hand to a finished braid to hold. She'd insisted on giving Nadek the proper royal hairdo. In truth, you have blindly trusted the companions. But are they really to be trusted? For all you know, they may have been pretending only to stab you in the back at the last moment. Stab me. You don't really believe that, do you? Nirak's voice was stopped by Eba, sputtering. Stab her in the back? Stab her in the back? Excuse me. I am the one who has pointed her towards them. I can assure you they are trustworthy. I would not have sent her the... It's all right, Eba. No one believes this. Nirak touched Eba's arm for a moment. We should stop this stupid discussion. We've been all over this. I could still fetch us some of the slurps I deposited at the cave. I might find a way to get them to fight for us. Although, like I said, I very much doubt fighting will happen. No, mistress, no. You need all your strength. Melia's reply didn't surprise Nadak. They really had discussed this before, multiple times. 
Nidak knew they were only bickering about things now because everyone was on edge for what was to come. The final part of the prophecy, besides the actual coronation day. I do, and we should stop talking. It's almost time. Now, are you sure you all want to come along? You'll be stuck up here for a day. But yes, yes, if you stay here, you'll also be stuck here for a day or even more. I get it. I certainly hope everyone has cleared the center of the square market. I really don't want to murder anyone by accident. And also not by accident. I've had enough of killing people. She trailed off, forcing herself not to think about the years she spent as a so-called Red Knight. She stood up straight, in the middle between the three beds, sort of the middle of the statue. Miralda and Farang still lay unconscious on two of the beds. Milia, Eba, James and Patat stood around her, Blackie to the side. She couldn't fit where they all stood. Kitty was asleep on one of the beds. Taking a deep breath in and out, she nodded. Let's do this. She bent through her knees, put her hands on them, and bounced them together, her hands crossing over and back again with each knee bounce, thumbs inwards. She fixed the complete statue in her mind, including all her companions and everything on it, and concentrated on where she planned to go. The build-up of energy grew stronger inside of her, heating her up. She let it grow until she felt as if she would burst, and even then she didn't allow it to be released. She wanted to reach for all the energy she could have, because she'd surely need it. It wasn't until sweat dripped over her face and the power turned into pain inside of her, that she allowed it to do what it needed to do, screaming as she did. The cloudy sky turned to brilliant blue. The sound of a huge blast of air topped someone's retching. The blue sky was all Nida could see now. Dark spots marred it, more and more. She was on her back. The dark spots connected and unconsciousness took over. You have been listening to Nedak, Chapter 62, The Miracle. Narrated, adventured, and lived through by myself, Nedak. Written in a better way than I can tell it by Astrid Jeff. Don't go just yet. We've got bloopers coming up. The closer the light came, the more obvious it wasn't one short Shorsh of Leish. Confusion showed on her face at seeing the bopping lights. The bop. She huffed, waited for Kitty to jump. It felt as if she, she hugged her shiny kit with the people. Embarrassed at her own screamish. Screamishness. Screamishness? Screamishness. It flaming sounded as if you all shrugged when their humans blah fuck's sake so much traffic flaming but not before she saw the uncertainty and helplessness 
helplessness, helplessness. <laughs> I am the one who has pointed her towards them. I can assure you they are trustworthy. I can assure you they are trustworthy. Why is that so man difficult? Trustworthy, trustworthy. Nidak touched Eba's arm for a second. Blah. I could still fetch us some of the slurp at this. The words are difficult. Blah. 